Blog Talk Radio. Hello, listeners. Welcome to another broadcast of The Unexplained World, a world for some of us, no explanation is needed. And for others, that is why we are here. With your hosts, Edward Chanahan, a psychic medium, paranormal explorer, and author, along with Annette, who is a pagan truth seeker. The Unexplained World is a location where the border between the natural and supernatural may become nothing more than fuzzy. So enjoy. Edward Shanahan here, and that's who you basically have right now as your host, Edward Shanahan. I do not know where what happened with Annette. I know that uh, we did contact earlier. I sent her an email. Everything was cool, but she lives on right on the lake in Indiana, and she may have been snowed more. You know, they were getting the lake effect snow. Uh, more so than us here in Chicago. So uh, they were predicted more snow than us. So maybe that's what happened, maybe connection. Because I know last week she had a little bit of a little bit of trouble with the connection to uh, get on the show. So welcome, listeners. Ed Shanahan here, your host, psychic medium, reader, paranormal explorer. Tonight's show, I have Mr. David Kump. Will be joining us in a few minutes for uh, information about the Indian burial ground unearthed and moved near the Julia area and spirit community. And we will have uh, I will have a recording of some spirit communications I held there. Also joining us will be very soon Chris and Wes Carpenter of Open Range Events, and we'll discuss their Deadwood. City of Ghosts event in South Dakota that will be coming up in May. Um, I'd like to mention at this point for individuals, we're going to be—I'm going to be soon playing some of the recordings from the spirit communications that I've done in the private readings. The people have located. We're going to be playing that um, in the next couple of weeks, and I have open dates for readings being private or house parties starting in uh, toward the end of February and moving on toward the um, rest of the year. And as you heard on last show with a family who had a spirit, uh, spirit activity going on in their home, uh, I do at times come out to locations uh, for that type of situation, bring calmness or attempt to bring calmness to the situation. And now uh, we'll be recording those situations in the future. Okay. Next week, next week's show is Chicago Paranormal Legends and Dale Kazmarek and Spirit Communication Session that was held. I participated in, and so that'll be next week. Um, Chicago Paranormal Legends and Dale Kazmarek doing Spirit Communication Sessions. Um, He does email me. The sessions so I'll be adding adding them to Blog Talk Radio to explain world. So I'm going to bring on our first guest, and um, that is Chris and Wes Carpenter. And let's see if we could bring them on. Hello, Chris and Wes. You there? Hi. How are you? Hi. I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. Sorry that Annette's not here. I will check and see and hope. And pray that everything's okay on her end. Uh, but oh, we'll go on and do uh, we'll do this. Now you got this event coming up in May. As I emailed you when I first seen it, I told you that I'm a big fan of the West, the old West, the Western towns, Deadwood. Definitely. You want to explain explain to our readers, our readers, our listeners, what 
that is as far as historical Western town yeah. goes? Absolutely. Go ahead. Um, well, um, I also am a huge uh, history buff of the Old West, and um, anything Old West is really awesome. And uh, my husband and I also are paranormal investigators. We've been investigating all over the United States. Um, you name it, we've pretty much been there. Um, my whole dream was to start events of my own, and I thought uh, I already did one uh, smaller event here in Michigan at a ghost town, um, a living ghost town, and that was a smaller event. So I thought, Deadwood, let's do Deadwood. If we're going to go big, let's go big. And um, it actually was a year in planning for me to do this, and I finally got everything all together and everybody's okays. And uh, so we are set for May, May 2nd through the 5th, and it's a three-day event, and I have a ton of things all lined up for the whole weekend. Um, not only investigations, but kind of like history, kind of, um, we'll be doing bus tours through the town and, um, all kinds of cool stuff. We have four awesome locations that we've got lined up. Um, the Fairmont hotel, the original number 10 saloon, the Adams house and the Bullock hotel. So when guests do arrive, we we do have the Bullock Hotel and, um, you know, for our guests to all stay in, which is extremely haunted. And also the Silverado Franklin Hotel is a backup hotel only because the Bullock only has, um, I think it's like 24 rooms available there. So, um, but it's, it's an action-packed weekend of really cool stuff. So it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of event and, um, you know, it's going to be amazing. Oh, it sounds fantastic. It sounds super fantastic. Um, yeah. It sounds great. Hold on one second, okay? Okay. Okay. And there she is. Hello, Annette. <laughs> Hello, Ed. I had some problems tonight. Thank you for letting me join you. Hello, Where you? Go Hi, ahead. Annette. Hi. How are you? I'm fine, darling. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yep. Keeping awesome. warm and in this freezing <laughs> weather we're having. The winter blast. <laughs> would you would you, Chris, at this moment talk about um some of the hauntings there? Uh yeah. Um the well we can start out with like the Bullock Hotel. Um that uh-huh. one is said haunted by Seth Bullock. Um, he's the one that um, originally built the uh, build. Well, it used to be a hardware store, um, and then yeah. I think that burnt down, and then um, they rebuilt it into a hotel. It originally had, I, I think it was like 40 rooms or something, but now it's uh, actually a 26-room hotel. Um, but there are four very haunted rooms there. The whole entire hotel, of course, is haunted, and yeah. Seth is um roaming around there <laughs> so amongst okay. others i'm sure um and then we're going to be um also investigating the fairmont hotel which is kitty corner across the street from the bullock and um that of course um was a brothel sort of mm-hmm. back in the day and um you know there were suicides there and shootings and there's uh, a ghost of a woman that's seen uh, full-bodied apparitions there as well. And then also um, at the number 10, original number 10 saloon next door to the Fairmont, um, that also has some pretty cool, you know, a lot of EVPs and, um, you know, full-bodied apparitions and things of that nature. And also the Adams House. Um, the Adams House is... Um, Actually, um, I forgot. What was his name again? Oh, my gosh. I'm drawing a blank right now. Huh? Sorry. For <laughs> me. I've been at a stressful couple of days. They um, Also, I, I just wanted to mention I did contact um, the Black Hills Paranormal Investigations team, and um, I've invited them out to see if they would like to go with us and hang out with us the weekend, which they agreed, mm-hmm. and 
talking to Mo a lot, and they all seem super, super awesome, wonderful uh, people there, and um, we're really looking forward to um, investigating with those guys as well. And we also have um, Annie Jo Butler, who has graciously uh, stated her time to do um, a two-hour gallery reading, and um, that totally blew away, and that's really going to be super cool there, too. Plus, we have members of our team also we are going to be having um, some lectures and um, by some of our own teammates, too. So that's pretty interesting. Okay, Everybody super. Unique. Now, yeah. now if if individuals uh, want to find out more, do you also have photographs on your website and everything like that? Where can they go yes, for... Yeah, um, you guys can find us at um, openrangeevents.com, and also I'm on Facebook, Open Range Events. And then um, Thursday, we just, um, I got a hold of um, Ernie LaPointe, who is the great-grandson of Sitting Bull. He is going Mm -hmm. to be our honorary guest speaker, and we'll be having Ernie um, Thursday um, at 8 p.m., um, that I'm still smoothing out exactly where where, where we're going to have Ernie, you know, for our lecture with Ernie um, Thursday night. But it, you know, obviously will be in the area. Um, so that's super exciting. And Ernie's agreed to speak about his culture and his um, tribe and his family history, which we're really super excited about that as well. And, um, you know, we have... Um, tours of the town lined up, bus tours, and of the uh, Mount Moriah Cemetery. We also have, um, we're going to do some uh, museum tours, and um, that should be pretty cool, too. We have uh, a few dinners included with the um, package, and so it's going to be a really awesome time. And, you know, Deadwood, of all places, is extraordinary. And what what is... What is really neat is if individuals wanted to spend longer a longer time out there, uh, South Dakota has more than just – they have ghost towns also. So. Uh, oh, right. Oh, yeah. People yeah. could extend or stay, go roaming oh, on their sure. own. Yeah. Um, right. Absolutely. And Mount Rushmore isn't far, and then uh, the other right. ghost town of Le- Leeds isn't far. It's uh, right. not too far. Another cool place to go check out. Um, All right, you're breaking up a little. You're breaking up a little. Uh, So why don't we give the website one more time, and um, we'll have you back on, and maybe when you're running different tours or different locations also in the future, and uh, maybe maybe you could contact me about some stuff that um, investigations you have done. Uh, You said there's ghost towns in your in your neighborhood, your area, your state. So. Keep us yeah, so uh, yeah, I sure absolutely will. So if anybody's interested in this event, it's a bucket list event. It's um, it's going to be amazing. Three nights, it's going to be great. And you guys can find us at openrangeevents.com or on Facebook, Open Range Events. And uh, if you guys can make it out there, be there because this is one not to be missed. This is going to be oh, incredible. Oh, no, no. And you get a little bit more history on Deadwood, just go to HBO. And uh, watch the back. They had an actual TV show for three years. It's supposed to be almost historically correct, um, called Deadwood. And um, it's very, very enjoyable. They actually had it because they made it so historically correct. It cost so much money. They had to, after the third year, um, even though it was super popular, call an end to it. But a movie will be coming out. They're doing a movie now that goes along with the the show. So... uh, yeah. Look forward to that. Thank you, Chris and Wes. Thank you. Good, so much good luck with this. On. Yeah. And, so and they can find you and they can find you on Facebook also, which is sweet. So. Right. Facebook too, open range events. All right. Thank you so right. much for having us. Really appreciate Thank it. You. We'll be talking All right. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hello. Hey Annette. Hello. How you doing? Oh. You know, a little too much snow here. Had a little hard time phoning in. I said that. Sorry about I that. Must, but here no, I am. No, no, no. <laughs> must have been my uh, ESP kicking in uh, when I said you guys be 
probably got hit with the lake effect snow and probably have a difficult getting through difficulty. Sometimes and, it shoots uh, over the top and sometimes it lands <clears throat> like a smack on the butt right here where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, does that mean school, no school tomorrow or what? Well, it's Martin Luther King Day tomorrow, so we're off of school oh, yeah. anyway, so we're kind of nice and safe. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna be working all day. All right. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, out. You know me well. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, how about if we bring on Mr. David Comp unless there's something you wanna say or or push or anything like that? I talked no, about I, I, show. you know what though? I would like to say Guten Tag. And what does that mean? And Guten Tag is hey, I have a great day in German. In German. So for all of our that. listeners who are out there who are German, I like to say Guten Tag. Fantastic. We do have German listeners, so um, yeah. that's great. That's great. So you ready to call David on? I would love to hear David. He's such a fun guy. Let's bring him on. Okay. okay. Um, and Annette, you'll have your choice when we go into the spirit communication after our talk with David. It's just going to be yeah. unedited. Um, it runs five minutes and eight seconds. So mm-hmm. you just stick around or whatever you decide. I'll see you here on the board. Okay, let's bring David on. Okay. Hello, David. Hello, Ed. Hello, Ed. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I'm doing better than any good, good. Good. That's for sure. <laughs> now, uh, why... Why does Annette think I'm such a fun guy? Oh, why do I think you're a funny guy? Well, fun guy. I mean, I think you're right. I just want to hear it from you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, David? I think that um, I think we met one only one time in our lives, but we've spoken many times on the phone. Yes, that's right. And you're you're genteel and kind, and then I think you surprise me every single time. Um, the guitar riffs I hear that in the last time when uh, we said goodnight, and then I heard your song. Oh, can I have the envelope, please, <laughs> David? You're killing me, baby. I'm yeah, well, I'll it. take credit. I'll take credit for oh. that little clever line. That was oh. kind of fun. So I guess I am a fun guy. <laughs> you are a fun guy. Now, maybe you're not a fun guy, like a mushroom, <laughs> but you're a fun guy. No, that's guy. too much fun. <laughs> Me and David got together, uh, what, in October? No, December it was. Um, okay. And David was showing and what me a location. Did and uh, he showed me a location where Indian, um, Indian burial ground that was unearthed and moved. And uh, he took me to Ooh. the location they, they were moved to. Now, and at we what some... time was that moved? When was that moved? What, like what year David, was that moved? David, why don't you give a little bit of history of this then? Yeah, I'd love yes, to hear the history. Yes. I will. And that, it was moved... In 1958, it it was moved because imagine they're widening a roadway, a pretty major roadway, Gauger Road, which runs right next to Hickory Creek, Pilcher Park, Birdhaven Greenhouse. It's it's kind of controlled by the park district here. But it was land that the Potawatomi Native Americans lived on since, as far as I could tell, they've been in this area since 1690s. So oh, yeah, and out here by me, the same thing. I, I see what so you're yeah, that's okay. how established they were. And yeah. I can tell you this, when they widened the road, they came across all these bones they knew they were dealing with as many as eight skeletons, and there were a lot of artifacts with the bones. Yeah. I'll give you a little insight on that in a little bit. But uh, to answer your question, I can tell you this. They, they would have died and been buried in this mound sometime before 1838. And the reason of I course. use that date 
okay. is that's when the Indian Removal Act took place and they were virtually forced out of this area and, and sent to reservation areas in Kansas. So imagine mm. uh, some okay. sometime before 1838, they're mm-hmm. buried in this mound, and all the way up to 1958, this road starts widening, and they cut through this mound and find these bones. So what they did, they did rebury uh, the remains not far from the site. In fact, where I brought Ed, you, you could virtually see where the mound was right across Hickory Creek. Uh, maybe not 200 yards away, further into what's now Pilcher Park. They were reburied, uh, and there's really a nice uh, grave-marking stone with a nice inscription, as well as two historic plaques that kind of tell the story, one by a historian, a a great recorder of history in the area and benefactor John Leach and the other plaque by the Will County Historic Preservation Commission and they were the ones that kind of took control uh, of seeing to it that these bones were reburied in the Joliet or the um, sorry the Will County Historical Society Museum in Lockport they still have the artifacts that were found with the bones. And so the artifacts are separated from the bones now, huh? Correct. They're actually mm. in the Will County Historical Museum. Uh, and I was bad. shown those approximately two weeks ago. I was mm. there. Okay. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the basic history of what happened and why these bones had to be reburied. What kind of artifacts were there at the museum that they found? Well, it seemed like real finite little jewelry beaded type trinkets, if you will. Uh, I wouldn't really call anything tools. They they seemed to be too small. But they could have been, they seemed to me to be like trinkets mementos of whoever they were burying and, and buried those items with them. That's kind of the impression I got. David, do you think maybe these were people who were oh, common folks? It sounds like you say trinkets, like maybe that's not the you know, the chief or the medicine man or Well, very interesting you brought that up. Annette, because okay. they did have a very strong leader, uh, Chief Shabona. Now, they had okay. many chiefs. Most tribes have three or four chiefs uh, assigned to different areas of whatever they're trying to do for their people. But Chief sure. Shabona was probably recognized as the Potawatomi uh, main leader in this area. He was more peaceful than a warrior, and the reason I bring that up, Mm -hmm. uh, it was the Black Hawk Wars, Chief Black Sparrow Hawk, who kind of put his foot down and said, enough of this land grab. They wanted to make a stand against the United States, who was trying to move all the Native Americans east of the Mississippi River. They wanted them on the west side. And okay. what, they, what the government would do at the time would be enter into pretty one-sided treaties and find oh. chiefs that they could convince this was in their best interest. So in the case of uh, the chief locally here, someone entered into agreement that was really not authorized to, and he wasn't the true leader of the people. And this happened over and over to all the Indian tribes throughout the country. Yeah. When 
Chief Black Sparrowhawk found out about this. He was in fast, came back to this area, wanted to organize against the government and go to war and hold their ground and hold this land. It was Chief Chabona who actually convinced the area Potawatomi natives in this area not to fight. Now, mm. the farmers, the farmers who lived side by side with these Native Americans, they yes. all fled to Chicago, Fort Dearborn, for safety, knowing that the Black Hawk War was about to begin. And for the four years this was going on, it was the Potawatomi natives who stayed behind it and peacefully not participated in the war. They actually took care of the farms in this area until the farmers could come back. And that is spelled out quite complimentary on the headstone that marks this grave site, that they were mm-hmm. truly friends of, of the settlers in this area. David, do you have a do you have that uh, a photograph or something of the head of the headstone I, in front I, of you? I, and I, can you read it? What it says? Yes. Let Let me tell you exactly what it says on the grave marker. I I, I do have this. Super. And this is so lead into another kind of detail I need to mention. All right. It reads, "Peace in your lodges. Three fires." We do not forget your friendship long ago when you were strong and many and we were few in number. Now, let me just kind of explain what they, when they say peace in your lodges, three fires, the Potawatomi natives were referred to of the fire. And there were three fires, meaning three groups that were in an alliance, the Potawatomis here, in alliance with the Ottawa natives, and also the Ojibwe. So those three tribes in kind of proximity mm-hmm. were an alliance together, and they were known as uh, the Three Fires. Three Fires. And with the keepers of the fire, meaning the main group, were the Potawatomis here in Will County, in right next to Hickory Creek. You know, David, help me remember. I, I live right in the middle of all of this at the Bailey Homestead and the Shelburne Farm, and um, my house sits right where people went past the, on the Dearborn Trail, literally my front yard. And wow. people have told me many times that the Potawatomi is a word for we're making a fire. So when settlers came across and said, oh, who are you? Oh, we are so-and-so from Europe, blah, blah, blah. And they said, oh, who are you? And they said, we're Potawatomi. They, all that meant was we are making a fire. Well, exactly. The, so, the translation I yes. came to learn was actually keepers of the fire. So that's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So it's right. They, I mean, you heard it. You heard it correctly. Even okay. in your version. The keepers of the and, fire, and in in a survival type of a mode, when you it was hard to make a fire. Oh my goodness. If you got a portion well, of a piece of fire, you would keep a fire. And what was crazy? interesting, yeah. just, and, and Ed saw this when we were there, it was, it's this piece, of, it's it's next to this Hickory Creek, and, and the park, and the woods, and the forest, and the creek, and it's like, that's where you would set up a camp, or a tribe, or a Mm-hmm. That's where you would live. You'd have your resources. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. When you went to the historical society over there, did yes. you um did they have a lot of stuff or just very minimum or what would you say? 
as far as for I was impre- I was impressed. I wouldn't I wouldn't say a lot more than I would have uh-huh. imagined, and yet uh, they seem to be little keepsakes or yeah. I, I don't want to say jewelry, but it seemed like personal little keepsakes, trinkets that you would bury even. Even today, exactly. if you bury somebody, you might bury exactly. them with those little things. Okay. Yes. Yes. Super. Exactly. Super. Yes. Okay. That's that's neat. So common um, folks. Okay. Oh. And, oh yeah. And, hell, they're probably they, they look how common they were. They helped the farmers out when the fires when the farmers was, failed, and uh, they and, kept the. And, uh, and go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, David. No, David, tell us. Well, what was interesting, and that just, that was their leadership, the Chief Shabona, that was his thing, to keep the peace, not participate in the Black Hawk Wars. Because they seemed to have this good relationship with their neighbors, they were content or happy to live the way they were living. It And so... Technically, the Black Hawk War spoiled everything, meaning so the government ends up winning. And now, now they force the Indian removal from this area and, and make the Potawatomis virtually march to Kansas and mm. talk about restless spirits, about yeah. 1,000 left here. And that trail, many died on the way there mm-hmm. because at mm-hmm. that time, uh, right after 1838, there was a terrible drought in the area, very scarce water resource. What water they could find was contaminated. So mm-hmm. this death followed them as they fled to get to Kansas, the west side of the Mississippi, where basically the government told them where their next home was. So yeah. imagine the restless spirits along that track. Oh, terrible. Oh, infuriating. Now, when we were there, when I was there with David, on the road with David Comp, um, we did some spirit communica- a spirit communication session on that right there with um, Techovox, which I have. I play, mm-hmm. and we're going to play tonight unedited. Just play it. Uh, the nice thing about the podcast, people could go back and listen to it if they thought they heard something or whatever. And I plan on her, and hopefully David will be up to this. Is going back with another device that uh, may prove to be even a little bit more uh, providing responses. Well, I, no, Ed, tell way. me. Yeah. When you hear these um, devices speak or you hear sounds on them, I'm mm-hmm. not hearing English, obviously. I mean, oh, yes, you are speaking yes. in there. Oh, I do? Yes. Um, here's where we've picked up different languages. We've had, let's say I've had people sit down, a family, and one was, at one time, one was Russian. We weren't getting no response. It was a mother, a father, and their daughter, and they were trying to touch base with the mother's mother, which means the daughter's grandmother and them. Now, I said, speak your language. What the hell? What what do we got to lose? And they started talking Russian. Next thing came back in some language. The daughter said, that is Russian. A couple more things were said by way of the daughter. In Russian, and the mother started crying with the response. The same thing with we've had um, Spanish people in or speak Spanish, and they started talking that way. As a matter of fact, one uh, family comes almost yearly to converse with their daughter that passed away at a young age. And once they start speaking Spanish, it comes back Spanish. And um, so it's usually it'll come back in the language that it's being, if they're, if they're like 
the Russian or the Spanish people, speaking people, it will come back that way if they go that route. So, but people hear what we have uh, on this on the tape when we on the audio when I play it. Got to remember we're surrounded by spirits. So what you try to listen for, at least with this device, is stuff that um, corresponds with the question I asked. And um, so I listened to it. It's funny. David was there. Um, it was telling us how many of us were standing there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which was funny. But um, in English. sorry to people. Yeah, in English, yes. So I'll leave the okay. people decide too. So, uh, well, anything else you want? Ed, Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Ed, if I yeah, could, David. so so your listeners know, I was quite overwhelmed at the, uh, and and maybe you could also explain quickly to your listeners how your little device works. But the uh, the electromagnetic energy or whatever it's capturing and converts to chatter or voices, the amount of chatter of spirits, restlessness seemingly mm. everywhere, that kind of shocked me. I will mm-hmm. admit. Well I bet we will uh we also did your mother we tried to tap base with your mother yes. in advance. I sent that to you. You just you know, for you to listen to. That'll be played on a different show. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I interviewed you on that show, so we might just have the audio of you and that session uh, in the future. But um, it was interesting. It was a cold day. That's why I like to go back in the future. Spring oh, I would love that. I would love that. And, 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 and attempt one, it. One more thing we might do, yes. because I brought up Shabona, the chief, who was peaceful. I can also take you to his burial ground. It's something I was turned on to in the last couple of weeks, and I know where it is. So, yeah, we'll talk about that in the future. Okay. Mm. And that gentleman that you said, um, maybe we could sit down and talk to him in the future also. Yes, yes. And you said there's even a museum over by Lockport um, that you want to get me into. And possibly talk to you that need, gentleman. You need to see those items, the artifacts, and speak with Sandy Vasco, the director there. She uh, she was just invaluable. I, I walked in there, and she, like I said, she took me under her wing and really took me to school on all this history. Yeah. <laughs> Annette, do yeah. you have any questions or anything like that? Anymore. Oh, you know what? It opens so many doors for me to ask so many questions. And David, <laughs> I know, has so many answers for me on so many other things. My son and I were just having a discussion about 5G network and what that means. And I, I think that David has a lot of ideas on that. Um, and I would love to bring it back for the future. But um, the Native American thing for me. Uh-huh. Boy, it's it, it's hard for me because I have a hard time sitting here on my hill where I knew they rested and camped and lived and 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 raised their children. And while I have no supernatural phenomenon regarding their existence here, I know that. So much went on, especially especially at such a controversial time as the Fort Dearborn Trail and people trying to trade and Native Americans trusting the white man and then being betrayed by him. Oh, I'm a bag of emotions about it. So I, I like to hear when people are bringing up these things and what I'm very interested in what that. EVP or whatever we recorded might mm-hmm. have to say. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I want to get one thing totally straight on this. And with David there, um, everything was done out of respect when I did this. Oh, there wasn't no provoking, no nothing. Right, right, David. There was no provoking oh, or anything. Absolutely. Like in that. fact, 
Ed, I can't tell you how impressed I am with how you start these sessions and you, you, your whole concept of it, tell me whatever spirits are out there. Yeah, you, you, you're here in peace. You're here to uh, learn for the benefit of whoever wants to pick up this information. But, yeah, by mm-hmm. no means are you there in any capacity other than total respect. And and I respect that in you. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, Good. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with any spirits of Native Americans. No, 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 no. So, uh, all the respect <laughs> in the world for that. Uh, um, uh, so, should I go ahead and play it now? What? Oh yes, I'm. I'm curious to hear. You want to hear it too, Annette? Now? Yeah. Go ahead and yeah. Play it? Let's do that. Okay. It runs five minutes, so. Sit back, listeners, and enjoy, and I'll be right back as soon as it's done. Okay, listeners, I'm at the reburial site of eight Potawatomi Indian skeletons that were unearthed in 1958 when Cougar Road was widened. The Indian mound on the west side of Cougar Road was cut in half by the project. The granite monument you see is in memory of the deep friendship between the first white settlers and the Potawatomis. The Black War forced all the early Hickory Creek settlers to flee to Fort Dearborn in Chicago. Upon their return return from the fort, the settlers found that the friendly Indians had tended to the daily chores on their farms and cared for the livestock. All was well between the two races. So what we're, we're like I said, it's a Site of eight Potawatomi Indian skeletons that were unearthed. I have been re-interred, re-interment here at the site where I'm at. I pick up different energy at the location. I asked Mr. Kump, David Kump, to photograph a couple spots. We'll see what he got on it. As you know, I'm not one to shoot 300 pictures hoping for one. Something's there, something's there. Um, so we're going to see if we're going to do any spirit communication with us and see what we get again using Echovax and then I'll do a little walking around also what is here who is here anybody here I'm basically at the location of the eight Indians that were buried. I don't know exactly where they were buried. It's just the mount. The headstone is here. I have a feeling this area is active, which may make it a new find. For all the investigators looking to where it's at, that's why you're investigators. Go look. <laughs> we gave you enough information on the uh, intro to sh- intro to on the road with David Kump. So can the spirits that are here, if there are any spirits, can they speak to us? Say something. The Potawatomi Indians. The eight skeletons. The spirits. There's more spirits than that here. For the simple fact. We're right by a creek. David, are you feeling anything? Well, I did try to show. I had David follow me and take pictures of different, three different spots. And the message I got while I was standing here and I started smiling, I told David, they're saying that there's more to this land than what you know, what the people know. 
You confirm that. The hardest part of this is that there's traffic going by. Can you give me any names? say thank you. This is a very spiritual land. We're here out of respect. We're looking to confirm this and confirm our fine. And I believe it may be a new fine. And that's what being a paranormal explorer is about. Thank you. Well, that was it. Um, I did hear some responses. Um, little ones, more, more or less of the women. There was a woman voice on there that was kind of responding. Um, we're gonna what try that again. With, with it, it was like yes when I said a couple of things. I was um, right after I said it said yes. So, um, yeah, I, I could edit that thing, but I kind of like playing it through. What kind of a machine is that, Ed? Tell me what we're Basically, what it's, using. it's called the Echo, EchoVox. The other oh, the thing Echo that Vox. we'll be, okay. yes, the other thing we'll be using is actually um, has to be downloaded into a laptop. It only works with uh, Windows 10 and everything like that. It's really high end, okay. so we'll try that in the near future. Um, so, but we did. I did feel, and I, David, you still there? Yes, uh, Ed. Interesting when you during that session when you asked me as we were standing there, David, do you feel anything? And I, I was quite quiet because again, I was overwhelmed. I was probably trying too hard. Obviously, I don't have the trained ear or the experience you've had in all of these communications you've done. But if you remember, right afterwards, I said something to you. I said, you know, despite the sounding chaos and restlessness of all that spirit chatter, I said there was something peaceful about it and it was where we were despite listening to all that with the creek and the water and the trees and the the sun was out yes it was cold but it was peaceful somehow to me well when when I'm doing the house parties or the private readings and we're doing a spirit communication Sometimes. Now, you heard me go into talking about the message I was receiving. There's more here yes, than what yes. people actually know. That happens a lot of times when I'm doing the read or during the spirit communication. I start actually getting answers through me to pass on to the people. Okay. And that's what I received. Why the chatter was going on is, if you want to call it that. That's what I received, and that's what I passed on. And that's why I would like to go back, maybe with a little bit of a different, some equipment, is for the simple fact there is more going on there than what we know. I may actually even, as I'm sitting here listening to that, I may actually suggest we move a little bit further to our right from where we're standing. Okay? So... Well, if you Uh, remember, Ed, before you even started with your devices, when we first walked on the grounds there, you felt something. Yeah. You mentioned that, that when you first asked me to shoot some pictures in certain directions, you were already picking up on something. Yeah, one of those those, uh, photographs are on our blog talk radio um, webpage for hmm. this segment uh, of the land 
I did put one of the pictures up there that you took. That one that what I does it look definitely like? felt the strong. It's us a land uh, area land right by the, the creek, and right to the right of the photograph is this huge humongous tree. I just felt drawn to that spot and asked David to photograph it. So uh, in the future, maybe we'll spend a little bit more time over there than just at the one spot that we were at. Sure, sure. Just as a pure listener, I have to say that it sounds like a kind of a wacky police scanner, not quite honing in on something. Um, Boy, I'd sure love to just hear your your personal interpretations, gentlemen, about what you thought that that those things were trying to say. There I asked was, if they would be in English, and I'm I'm just wondering if you actually find some interpretation from the chatter. Uh, people do, people do, people do. Is as far as I heard a couple responses to uh, what I was saying, uh, but okay. but people do. And as I always say, is nothing's guaranteed, okay? Um, I was picking up more on the feelings there, why that was going on, and that's why I made that comment about what I was being told, that there's more here than what people actually know. Oh, sure. When you're in a situation, I'm sure your emotional feelings are so overwhelming, but it's so hard to get, you know, let's say a reading of that, of course. But I'm just wondering... With the with what we heard in the auditory, is there a way for us to get some interpolation of, you know, help well, me understand I, like you, how I can I, hear it better or um, you understand can it? Put ear earbud earbuds earbugs in, um, okay. earbuds I guess they're called, and re-listen to this um, because what that I might played help pick is up what, some extra. No, but yeah, and what I'm, what I played was unedited. I believe in here leaving the unedited being heard. Oh, okay? good, unedited yeah. is great because we don't want to oh, yeah, edit anything. Yeah. That just takes away but from there the are beauty some of next it. Week, yeah. Next week, next week there will be um, the specific boom, 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 boom about six res- or eight responses to what was said oh, on next week's okay. show. So but, people can uh, kind of understand more quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that what Ed said, and it just reminded me, after the session, we went and had a nice meal. And while we're at the restaurant, Ed actually put the headphones on me, and I did listen to it. And it is yeah. quite a bit much more enhanced than what we just heard uh, broadcast on the show. Ed is right. Okay. If, if you listen with the headphones... Uh, it's quite a little more enhanced. And you can hear, David, pick up more of those nuances. Okay. And David will attest to the fact that what I use to record with is not cheap. <laughs> a little cheap handheld or phone recorder. It is a quick. Oh, well, sure no, you, you, through the years, your experience has brought you to the equipment you're using today. And yeah, it's all. Uh, it's all custom to what what you need to do uh, yeah. and your craft. I was impressed when I pulled it out, and you go, "Wow!" <laughs> when you seen what it was, no, it so, was um, sure. Yeah, the recording device. So um, I'd like to thank you, Dave. Anything else you want to say about this, David? I'm I'm just thrilled to be on with you too. I I enjoy this. I enjoy your show. I like your work. I like what you're doing, and I I believe, uh, in Annette. Just so you know, my focus on this whole Native American thing came about from the song I'm about to record very mm-hmm. soon. So yeah, that's and and the more I look into the Native American lifestyle. And what they believed in, the more I'm drawn to it. So that's that's my total interest. Probably like you through the years, you've you've always felt there was something special about how they lived, uh, the purity, the being in tune with nature and the animal kingdom. Mm. 
Uh, mm-hmm. These are things I just admire in and cherish. Oh. Yes. So sorry that they're gone in such a. Oh, we could have Americans could have grown into those things instead of banishing them away. It's so sad. Well, if I could quickly, you just remind me of something. Last Saturday, I met with Joseph Standing Bear, who is the. Uh, he runs the Native American Cultural Center, also in Lockport. And he is a descendant of Ojibwe ancestry. And Joseph and I had a multiple-hour session Saturday just talking about all these things. And I brought up an interesting point that it seemed as I grew up in the 60s, it was the hippie movement that seemed to take directly from Native American life. <laughs> if you think about what yes, the I oh. was trying to do, and they yeah. came so close to turning their back on greed and, and this, this consumerism and mm. war and destroying mm. the earth. And, and I'm thinking, my God, it's how the Native Americans lived. And yet, it seemed like the hippies came so close to oh, almost David, yes. turning the whole tide of yes. American consciousness. And and now I need to look into how it didn't happen. In other words, the hippie movement got to a point where, all right, that was fun. Let's all go back to work. I don't know how that oh, happened. Oh, darn it. I don't know either. Because Gosh darn it. Think, think yeah. about what they were changing people's minds of oh. how, to, how to live, and then it ended. So I mean, one might say as simple as it is, it looks like Wall Street won. Well, oh. I say to that, good for them for the moment. Uh, <laughs> but this is why I'm, uh, that's what I'm advocating for is to try to live your life modeled after some aspects of the Native American way because I, I believe that's a true, pure way to live. Oh, we came here for a reason, to reject what we didn't like about Europe, gosh darn it. Oh. Listeners, thank you very much for listening tonight. Remember, next week we'll have um, Legends or Chicago Paranormal Legends. And Dale Kazmarek and spirit, a spirit communication session at a very well-known haunted Chicago location. So tune in next week for that. David, I'd like to thank you. Thank for, you, Ed. I appreciate it. For all the effort thank you, you go through to, you, to find, to do the research search and all that stuff. You do put in extreme amount of effort to do that and Amazing. I appreciate that yes Annette thank you uh, hopefully, hopefully tomorrow brings uh, plenty of sunshine to help melt some of that snow away okay yeah. and uh, listeners all through the world thank you for tuning in thank you for listening and thank you for downloading this podcast listen to you next week Goodbye.